0: Good morning, people of God. What a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen? Oh, just... I saw a TikTok earlier this week that uh, I won't say correctly, but it it basically came down to this. It's like, you know, uh, if if I were to give you a million dollars, would you feel pretty happy about that? Yeah, right? How about if I gave you $10 million, but today was going to be your last day? Would you take that? No. Of course not. So that means today is worth more than $10 million for you, right? So let's act like it. Let's not take a moment for granted. Amen? Amen. Amen. I just, it, it, the TikTok was so much better than what I just explained, but that was the gist of it. It was just like, yeah, so when I woke up this morning, I kind of took that deep breath, and I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling that lost hour this morning, yes, at the same time, and I was like, praise God for that deep breath right there and the fact that I'm still breathing. Yeah, so let's get busy worshiping our God today. A couple of quick announcements. Uh, For those of you who are at home, we're having Holy Communion as we always do, so I invite you to grab some bread and some wine or grape juice following our time of confession. Hopefully on your way in, you received a yellow slip and your own communion kits. If you didn't, flag me down. We'll make sure we get one to you in the service. Uh, Our Wednesday night meals and worship at the table continues this Wednesday. Even if you haven't come to one yet, you're welcome to do so. It's been wonderful so far. Uh, we are having an in-person First Communion class on Saturday, March 25th from 9 to noon. Uh, so if you've got a second grader or older who would like to, you know, join us with communion and learn more about it, uh, there is a sign-up sheet. You can ask myself or Pastor Kelsey for more information. We have youth group tonight for our 7th through 12th graders starting at 6 o'clock, and it's game night. So come ready to lose a lot to me. That's all I'm saying. Our annual... (laughs) There's a promotion right there, right? (laughs) Come join us and lose to me. Uh, Our annual congregational meeting is after our 11 o'clock service today. So even for those of you who are here, if it's important for you to be a part of our council uh, um, elections and the voting of our new council members and to hear what we have done here at King of Kings and what we plan to do, I invite you to come back around 1145-ish we'll kick things off and uh, jump right into that meeting today with all that said let's get after it i invite you to stand as you are able and greet the neighbors you have around you for those of you online give a shout out say say good morning Let us pray. Heavenly Father, anoint us with your Holy Spirit, so that as we read your eternal word, your word may enter our whole being and transform us today. Grant us the blessing to be faithful disciples in believing the word of God, and that we might be a light shining upon all who live in darkness. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So here we are, about halfway through this journey that we are taking through this season that we call Lent. Forty days set aside from Ash Wednesday all the way into Holy Week, where it's important for us to sink our teeth into our, our relationship with God and with one another through this word of Scripture. And so, what better way than to be at the very core of the Bible in the book of Psalms? So we've been on this journey through Psalms for the last couple of weeks here. We started on Ash Wednesday with Psalm 51, a beautiful prayer written by King David, who really needed a clean start. He wanted to start all over again with his relationship with God. He had really messed up. It was weighing heavy on his, on his soul, and just to, to have that moment to... Uh, uh, Just ask for God to give him a fresh start. And what better way for us to start our journey than to do the same thing, right? For those words to be our words, to say, God, give me a fresh start today so that I might experience life anew. A couple weeks ago, two Sundays ago, we read from Psalm 32, which again in my Bible, the subtitle was The Joy of Forgiveness. To get the burdens of our failures and mistakes and those hurts off of our shoulders, off of our backs. And to be completely honest with God and with others, right? Get all that stuff off and then make room for that forgiveness to come back in, to embrace the life that God provides for us through His mercy and His grace. I mean, you want a clean heart, to to have a lighter load to carry in life, start with forgiveness. Amen? Amen. Last Sunday, we we read from uh, Psalm 121. A reminder that when we lift our eyes and we see the hills, remember? We see the dangers. We see the things that we might fear most in our lives. When they seem the most prevalent. When life is heavy. We have to turn to God first. Right? Remember that verse 2 that I made you repeat about a hundred times. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Say that with me. My help comes from the Lord, Maker of heaven and earth. Right? Get that into our psyche. Repeat that over and over again. God's promise is that He's going to keep us together, wrapped in His love while we journey through life. And again, that doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen or that hard times won't come. But God does promise that He walks with us in those moments, watching over us, guiding us, leading us to new life. So especially when life gets tough, again, repeat with me, my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth, the one who's made it all. That's the one who has promised to walk with us. Amen? Amen. That was last Sunday. Today we get to read yet another psalm. tonight, or This morning is Psalm 95. I invite you to follow along on the screen. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In His hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are also His. The sea is His, for He made it the dry land which His hands have formed. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Oh, that today you would listen to His voice. Do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day of Massah in the wilderness, when your ancestors tested me and put me to the proof Though they had seen my work, for forty years I loathed that generation and said, they are a people whose hearts go astray and they do not regard my ways. Therefore, in my anger I swore, they shall not enter my rest. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're like, really? (laughs) Thanks be to God for that one? Okay, all right. So, at its very core, Psalm 95 is a psalm about worship and not a reserved kind of worship I don't know if you noticed during this reading but every time the psalm invites us to give praise to God it's followed by a punctu- a certain punctuation right an exclamation point right from the very first verse oh come let us sing to the Lord exclamation point let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation exclamation point And that Hebrew word for for joyful noise also means shout. Oh, come, let us shout our praise to God. In other words, get so worked up with gratitude and thanks that you just can't hold it in. And maybe right now you're thinking, oh, no. He's going to make us do that, isn't he? (laughs) Is that even Lutheran? Ooh, I'm supposed to clap during the songs and, and shout more amens and lift my hands up in praise? Oh, He's going to make us do more than just answer questions from time to time? Oh, Isn't a head nod enough? Yeah, I think it is. Well, I'm not here to make you or, or tell you to do anything. I'm just here to share what the Bible says. And today, the Bible says if you're here to worship, that involves your whole self. That involves your body, your mind, and your very soul, including shouting praises to our God. By show of hands out there, how many of you have ever been to a a sporting event? Okay, I know we all have, right? It's a dumb question, right? We've gone to see maybe the Tigers or the Lions or maybe the Pistons, right? Uh, Maybe you've been to a, a high school sporting event where your kid is playing or some dance competition, right? We've all been to something like that. Now, I've seen even the most reserved people that I know resort to screaming when they get excited at a game. And sometimes they use words that, well, I, just, I won't repeat here today, right? Sometimes it just gets the better of us. And my question is this, isn't it worth thinking about how we are so easily moved to shouting our praises at games And feel the need to be so reserved in church. Why can't we be shouting and cheering for God, for all the victories God has given us each and every day? He's defeated sin. The Pistons haven't done that. He's defeated evil. He's defeated Satan. I haven't seen the Tigers do that defeated our greatest fears in our lives. And last I checked, that is quite a bit more than beating the Packers, although it's really close. With all that our God has done for us, it is good to shout out and give God some praise. Amen? It's a good thing to let others know that it's a big deal, that God is a big deal. I think we have done our kids a disservice, When we sit in church and they see us and look at us as if we are bored, right? I mean, let's get to praising our God, amen? Amen. Comedian uh, Tim Hawkins has a great skit, a great little bit, uh, about the different phases of uh, raising hands in his church, okay? And and it goes something like this, you know, he's like, if you're new to, you know, worshiping with us today, you know, maybe you just want to start by putting your hands in your pocket and kind of doing the elbow jiggle. Okay, that's a good place to just get the blood flowing a little bit. Just do the elbow jingle. When you feel a little more comfortable, okay, you might move to the carry the TV. Okay, just carry the TV. When that feels good, maybe carry a big screen. Okay, do the big screen thing. When that's feeling good, right, the next progression is probably, ah, tell, tell us about your fish. Okay, you got a fish. You're gonna hold the fish. Maybe a little bit bigger fish if you're a liar, right? It's okay. God still got you. All right, a little bigger fish. Okay, you go on from there to, to hold my baby. Okay? Hold my baby. It's a good one. Uh, which usually moves into double light bulb. Okay? Change those light bulbs. Give praise to God. Double light bulb. Yeah. And then there's goalposts, right? We all know goalposts, maybe crossed with a, a heartburn, maybe a double heartburn, praise God. Okay, right back into goalposts, right? And then starts the big time praise. Next it's mufasa, right? It's the circle of life, right? You do mufasa. Okay? And then there's the, the window washing. Maybe you've seen that at worship before, right? Or give God the high five. Yep, lots of high fives, window washing. Kind of partnered together, yeah. And then to go even higher, right? You've got the big three. Village people, Rocky, touchdown, right? <laughs> he does it so much better than I could possibly do for you, and I give him all the credit there. Tim Hawkins, just check it out. Uh, But that's a fun way of looking at the ways that we can get our body involved in giving praise to our God, right? What is it that makes us want to do this for worship? And I know some of you introverts are like, well, because I'm an introvert, yes. But isn't it natural how this is kind of where we stop in our praise and thanks to God on Sunday mornings? I mean, let's hear these words again. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. We were given praise to the one who has made it all, the one who's provided everything for us, including our lives. And we do this. Doesn't that seem backwards? And why do we do all this? The psalmist continues, For the Lord is a great God. He's the King above all other gods. In His hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are also His. The sea is His, for He made it the dry land which His hands have formed. For the one who wrote this psalm, those were all really big deals. Which is why they could give shouts of praise to God. You tell me, what does your God mean for you? What's important to you that, that is, is about God? Like the, what God has done for you. What's important to you? Always present. What else? Forgiveness. What else? Just get, getting some strength. What else? Unconditional love. What else? Hope. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, Right? My hope is that each and every one of you today, whether this is your first time or you've always been in a church, you have some reason why God is important to you. So we give praise by shouting out, by lifting up our hands, by opening up our bodies. But then also, we can give praise to God by, by getting down on our knees to show God the honor and praise He deserves. In verse 6, it continues with a second call out to give praise to God by saying, "Oh come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. And we bow in gratitude, right? Okay, uh, maybe when we're meeting someone, when we honor them, if you're meeting the king or the queen, right, you might bow. We kneel and acknowledge that that we're in the presence of something greater than us. And only God gets the title of king. No one else. And so we get on our knees. So we can stand and lift our hands. We can kneel and bow down. But that's just the beginning of giving praise to our God. We can praise in so many ways. We can give praise by, by how we treat others, both inside and especially outside these walls. We can choose to care for and love others first before we judge them, to lift them up. That's giving praise to God. In the New Testament, Jesus talks about, hey, any time that you have fed someone who's hungry or given water to someone who's thirsty or clothed the naked or visited that prisoner, any time you've done that, you've done it to me, which is honoring and giving praise to the God that's in every person. That's giving praise to God. And then we get the last couple of verses. Well, there's just no way to sugarcoat this. It's a warning. Don't harden your hearts, it says. Don't be like those Israelites who griped and moaned and complained that God wasn't the kind of God that they wanted. The kind of God that was just supposed to give them everything that they needed. The kind of God that was at their beck and call, who, who would never call them into tough situations, who was supposed to only make them comfortable and powerful and make other nations kneel at their feet. See, those Israelites that this psalm was talking about, they're the ones who were brought out of Egypt, out of, their, out of slavery. Okay, so Moses comes in, God anoints Moses to, to go and get God's people out of Egypt, and they start wandering the wilderness for 40 years. It's a long time a long time with no home no security they were wandering in the wilderness to the, to the land that god had prepared for them they knew that was at the end of the destination but to get there was a very long time and they got thirsty and hungry and frustrated and angry and so they complained a lot a lot And they started turning their attention and their focus on things other than God. And so the psalm gives a warning. Don't be like them. Don't harden your heart so much to God that it makes you turn somewhere else. Verse 7 says, oh, that you would listen to this right now. Oh, that you would just listen to me. You remember those people who stopped looking to God? Yeah, God didn't lead them into the promised land. It took 40 years, which means it was at least a full generation, if not two. They never got to see what God had in store for them. Because of their disobedience, their refusal to live as God called them to, because of the rebellion against God's ways, they never got to experience the fullness of what God had in store for them. However, it is good for us to acknowledge and notice that even though God's people were disobedient and rebellious and all that, God never left them. God still walked with them. It just took longer. God continued and continues to this day to walk with us, to lead us toward new life, to the promised land of our own journey. So this is good stuff for us to hear today. Right? We get two sides of the coin here. It's good for us to remember what this life is all about. That you and I are here because of a God who so adores us and loves us and has provided absolutely everything for us. Boy, we forget that, don't we? Because we start looking at the other gods of our lives. So what better way to respond than with our praise and our worship, with everything that we are, so much that we're not even concerned what the people next to us might be thinking about us. Wouldn't that be something? To just let it out? To not have any cares about, oh, I wonder what the person next to me would think? To not be concerned about, about whether we decide to get on our knees or to raise up our hands or to shout an amen every once in a while. Amen? Look at that. That was okay. No lightning bolts, right? May we take these words to heart today to choose to live in gratitude for the awesomeness of our God. Whatever your reasons are why you think God is so great, let those be the reasons why you give praise today. Right? That we just let our hearts sing as we were created to do so. That we let our voices shout out even. Whatever comes out of your mouth is a joyful noise to the Lord. Even for those of us who don't think we can sing outside of a shower. God still says, yep, I love that too. (laughs) Let that be the reason why we gather together or watch online, that we come to give honor and praise to the God who has provided everything in our lives each and every day. Let today and every day on this journey throughout Lent be a day where we give thanks and praise to our God through all that we do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough for the gift of today. That even though it is so easy to gripe about losing an hour, (laughs) or that it's still a little chilly out, or that things might not be perfect in our lives or in our communities or in the world. And Today, you once again remind us that we have reason to give thanks and praise. And that by doing so, we honor all that you have done in our lives. It literally changes our lives, our very souls, when we live in gratitude and in thanks. So let your spirit move in us today. Give us the eyes to see what is good. Give us the eyes to see you in our midst. And as we do so, Lord, give us the courage to even shout out your praise today in all that we do. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able. Called together to follow Jesus, we now pray for the church, the world, and for all who are in need. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray for your church. Bless partnerships with other congregations, with other Christians, with other interreligious dialogue. Guide the daily work of our congregational leaders. Strengthen our combined witness for the sake of the gospel that all experience your life-giving love. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for the universe. All creation teems with life from the depths of the earth and seas to the skies above. Fill us with awe and reverence for the diversity and preservation of life. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for the nations of this world. Topple the dividing walls that separate us from our neighbors. Form us into your beloved community where diversity of gender, race, language, ability, and ethnic origin is celebrated and affirmed. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for those who suffer in mind, body, or spirit. Be present with all who are lonely and give courage to all who are afraid. Comfort those who live with chronic illness or other sicknesses especially those that we now name out loud or in our hearts. Jane. Give them your living water always. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for this congregation. Nurture our faith and pour your love into our hearts. Inspire our community by our testimony to God's grace in our lives. God of grace, Hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O oh God, and all those too deep for words through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the, ter- the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and to confess those times when we have failed to live as God invites and calls us to live. And so I invite you to repeat after me using the words on the screen. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves we nurture conflict and build walls we neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation have mercy on us where we are self-centered open our hearts where we are reluctant give us courage where we are cynical restore our trust renew us with your grace And give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear these words, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for His sake, God forgives us all of our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people shout... Amen! Yes! (laughs) I invite you now to take out your uh, communion kits, or if you're at home, your bread and or your grape juice or wine, as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And after, again, after supper, he took the cup, he gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, uh, thank you for prayerfully continuing to support King of Kings, either through uh, what you do or what you give. Our offering buckets are in the back on your way out. Uh, There's a QR code at the end of the service for those of you who are joining us online. Just know that everything that is shared adds up to ways that we can support and share God's love with our community. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, May God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. With that, I invite you to stand as you are able, as we give praise to our God this morning. If your hands want to move anything more than your pockets, it's okay. Uh, With that, people of God, may you go in peace and share that good news. Thanks be to God.